Blog Talk Radio. It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned into quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. Well, good Sunday evening to you, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. I am Shana, and I am honored to opted to join us for this special Sunday broadcast. Now, we have broken from our normal routine of broadcasting on Tuesday night, and that's because sometimes the news demands it. Now, tonight's segment fits that description. As you know, Washington has a new boss. And the nation has its 45th U.S. president, Donald Trump. Of course, our current U.S. president was a businessman before he aimed for politics. Now, he certainly talked a lot about business during the campaign season and now as commander-in-chief. Now, one big topic for him has been international business. We will spotlight international business tonight on this very special Sunday broadcast. Now, with the recent Senate confirmation of billionaire Wilbur Ross as Secretary of Commerce, many expect changes to the North America Free Trade Agreement, or known as NAFTA. Now, what exactly does this mean for you and your family? Economics expert Dr. Tom Smith joins us tonight to discuss the latest in trade with Canada and Mexico. And, oh, this topic is very timely. And, of course, staying informed is key. Now, do note that Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show offers quality and professional news talk. Now, there are a lot of radio programs out there. Of course, I don't need to tell any of you that. But we continue to offer versatility and the exclusive interviews you want to hear about the leading trending topics. Now, we have had the amazing opportunity to be on air for the past three years, and there we have presented exclusive interviews on so many topics with the leading experts and celebrity guests. Now, we have covered topics of health, law, politics, education, business, finance, music, pop culture, and so much more. And we will continue along this journey for the rest of 2017. Right now, I would kindly ask that you please use the hashtag LTA Radio. All caps, a lowercase, it does not matter, but please use the hashtag now so others on your favorite social media websites will know that you are tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio. And it's such a great opportunity using the hashtag LTA Radio because it also allows Allows our team to find you, and we certainly do follow back. Now, right now, please message all of your family, friends, colleagues, even your next-door neighbor in your apartment complex, and let them know that LTA Radio is set to take off. We do have the green light for this special Sunday broadcast, and we are ready. Remember, our signature in the news will air in mere seconds, and this is our very popular segment on the show where we highlight the top trending news of the day. And it's been a busy Sunday already. Remember, we aim to keep you informed. Of course, we offer timely news. Great talk and phenomenal music. And I'm excited tonight to present the music of Atlanta-based musician L. Hustle. So stay with us to the end of the program to hear his 
very unique music. Also, check out our new website. It's newly designed and easy to navigate. You're going to love it. Visit LTARadio.com. Visit LTARadio.com. There you can find out about upcoming show segments, guests, and more about the team at Let's Talk America Radio. And it's also a great one-stop shop to find us out there on your favorite social media sites, okay? So if you're saying, what's the handle for Snapchat or for Google+, visit LTARadio.com and it will answer all of those questions. All right, everyone, we're set to broadcast. LTA Radio is on now. It's a special Sunday edition, and we're putting the spotlight on international business and trade. NAFTA, what does this mean for you and your family now that there's a new Secretary of Commerce under the Trump administration? Find out with our in-house expert as he breaks it all down. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show, where we offer news, talk, and music. This is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarka, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. Bold Favor Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine highlighting bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Feature your business to our email list of 250,000 people all over the globe and on our engaged social media platforms. Bold Favor prides itself on pairing your business with empowering articles and profiles to ensure you are seen and appreciated by people who want to support you. And bonus, advertise with us to feature your product on television programs produced by our parent company at no additional cost. Visit BoldFavorMagazine.com or call 866-611-3753 to get started today. The future favors the bold. Be fearless. Welcome back, everyone. Of course, with each program, we always would like to acknowledge our national sponsors and partners. Your support truly is priceless. Thank you for your support over the past few years, and please continue to stay with us in the very near and far future. If you are ever interested in getting in contact with a member of our team, simply shoot us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, send us a quick email at admin at LTA. Radio.com. And of course, with every broadcast, we have to thank our loyal listeners. The listeners make all of the difference. Thank you for listening to the live broadcast as well as the replay podcast at your convenience. Remember, if you have an Apple phone, you can always go to iTunes and listen to our shows for free at your convenience anytime. Now, if you happen to have a Droid device, no worries. You can visit blogtalkradio.com or SoundCloud or TuneIn or the other sites out out there where you can listen to podcast episodes. We keep you informed at your convenience. Stay with us, everyone. Well, it is now time for our signature in the news, and this is where we highlight the top trending news of the day. A quick housekeeping note. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show has collaborated with the one and only SCB-TV 182 on the Charter Network out of Georgia to present the televised edition of In the News. Check us out. Visit LTARadio.com if you happen to live in California or New York. You don't have to be in Georgia to watch our televised editions. Visit LTARadio.com, click on the Vimeo.
me a link, and there you can watch it all. All right. But if you happen to be in Georgia and you have the Charter Network, simply turn to Channel 182 to check out our news programming. It airs twice a day at 1 p.m. as also at 7 p.m. Well, everyone, let's get straight into In the News for Sunday, March 5th, 2017. In the News, the Trump administration versus the Obama administration. Now, President Donald Trump has asked Congress to look into whether the Obama administration abused its investigative powers during the 2016 election by ordering a wiretap on Donald Trump's phones. Now, President Trump has requested that as part of their investigation into Russian activity, the Congressional Intelligence Committee exercise their oversight authority to determine whether executive branch investigative powers were abused in 2016. As you may know, Senate Intelligence Committee is in the process of reviewing Russia's meddling in the U.S. elections last year and will eventually issue a public report. Now, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi responded to President Trump's claim that President Obama wiretapped his phone, saying she has seen no evidence of the serious accusation. During the recent televised interview with CNN, she did accuse President Trump of attempting to switch the spotlight off of his associate's connection with Russia during the presidential campaign. In other political news, several pro-Trump rallies took place over the weekend. Now, some violent incidents were reported in Minnesota and California when counter-demonstrators clashed with the president's supporters. In the news, new executive order it is being reported that President Donald Trump is planning to sign an updated executive order in days that would ban travel from certain Middle Eastern and African countries. Some experts believe he will remove Iraq from the list, which was initially placed on the president's previous travel ban. We will keep you posted. And lastly, in the news, the last of his kind, Kenya has the only male northern white rhino left in the world. There are three total with two females, which all reside in Kenya. Rhinos are often targeted by poachers and this specific subspecies is on the verge of extinction. Experts are attempting different ways to save the subspecies, including in vitro fertilization. Now, this concludes today's edition of In the News, but let us know your thoughts about any of the trending news stories. Join us on Twitter. The handle there is S.S. Thornton. The handle on Twitter for the radio show is S-S-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. Well, this concludes this week's edition of In the News, but stay with us because we'll be kicking off a brand new edition of In the News this upcoming Tuesday night. All right, everyone, in mere seconds, the one and only Emory professor, Dr. Tom Smith, will break down NAFTA, and he will explain what exactly does it mean for you and your family if you happen to reside in Atlanta, Georgia, or San Jose, California. It's time we caught up on the business world and understanding international trade and business. You're tuned in to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show, where we offer news, talk, and music. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com slash gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with host Shane Thornton. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, you know, here in the program, we put the spotlight on those issues that concern you and every single member of your household. Now, many of you are keeping track with everything going on in politics. And guess what? 79-year-old billionaire investor Wilbur Ross recently was sworn in as Commerce Secretary under 45th U.S. President Donald Trump. Now, many believe he will be vital in revamping the North American Free Trade Agreement, better known as NAFTA under this administration. Let's put the spotlight on NAFTA tonight. 
Ida. What exactly is it? How does it impact you? Now, I'm no expert here, but certainly we seek those that are, and I'm so honored right now to have the one and only Dr. Thomas Smith with us. Just a little bit about him before he joins the broadcast. He joined the business school at Emory in 2008. He has held faculty positions at the University of Illinois. Smith received a Ph.D. in labor and demographics and cultural economics and policy from the University of Illinois at Chicago in 1998. He has presented dozens of papers at academic and professional conferences all throughout the U.S. and the world, and he has served as a consultant for the arts, music, and entertainment industry. Welcome to the program, Professor Smith. Hey, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. Let's put the spotlight on NAFTA exactly. Uh, tell us, we know the word, the acronym is North American Free Trade Agreement, but uh, what does it really mean to us as local consumers? So NAFTA is a, an agreement, it's a trade agreement between the United States, Mexico, and Canada. And so you've got to think about, um, think about the United States as uh, a country that is producing lots of goods and services, okay. and it has neighbors to the north and to the south. The NAFTA agreement is essentially a trade agreement that allows for free trade, so trade with limited uh, tariffs, quotas, other types of restrictions between uh, the United States, Canada, and the United States, and Mexico. Uh, the agreement was initiated really in discussions um, with Ronald Reagan and then uh, George H.W. Bush, who um, essentially put the agreement together, and it was signed into law after uh, President Clinton became president. He okay. signed it shortly after becoming president. Wow. So it's something that's been in the works for a while now, even though a lot of attention may be under President Trump. Really, it's going back to President Clinton, right? Yeah. President Clinton signed the agreement. President George H.W. Bush has essentially put the agreement together. Okay. Wow. Neil, you as well as our listeners know our president has been in the news, and one of the headlines is trying to really build this wall between Mexico and the United States. You mentioned that Mexico is a part of this agreement known as NAFTA. Uh, what is the impact of that perhaps on NAFTA, or if any? Well, the agreement is supposed to allow for free trade between the United States and, and Mexico. I mean, and, and I think that um, we don't always think about the fact that our neighbors to the north and to the south are some of our largest trading partners. And so um, what happens is, as a country, you take advantage of the things that you do well, and that's what you're supposed to do. And, um, and so as a result of that, what you do is you specialize in the production of different types of products, and other countries will specialize in other types of products. And then you trade, and everybody benefits as a result of this. Goods are cheaper, all right? You utilize your resources so that you get uh, the highest productivity from them. I mean, that's okay. a very basic sort of economic understanding of why it is that you want to engage in a particular type of transaction and why it is that you want to have partners who trade with you. And so, so I mean, it's, in some respects, the way we should think about this is like maybe you and your spouse, you and your okay. partner. And you're really terrific at, let's say, you know, walking the dog. And somebody, you know, your partner is really good at making, like, you know, shrimp and grits, right? Okay. It's just like, it doesn't make sense for you to be walking the dog and making shrimp and grits. And, right? okay. and it doesn't make sense for your partner to be doing the same thing. So you should specialize in what you're good at. And okay. then you trade. 
And that's what, that's what NAFTA is. When, when the current administration talks about building a wall, they're talking about trying to limit illegal immigration from entering okay. from Mexico to the United States. And there's no doubt that that is problematic. One of the problems of building a wall, though, is that you, he's tr- suggesting, at least the Trump administration is suggesting doing this, and they're doing it in a way that's making Mexico very frustrated with the process, right? Wow. You're going to pay for it, he says. Well, this is your trading partner. This is one of your largest trading partners. Yeah. And so it doesn't make sense to sort of uh, infuriate one of your largest trading partners when you need them to make your economy grow. And, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I recently came across an interview where there was a gentleman, a uh, spokesperson for the beef industry. And something I think a lot of us don't think about, we say, well, we're talking about trade. And uh, being Americans, maybe we have the tendency to say, well, you know, they're getting uh, great goods from us and, and maybe not so much vice versa. But this spokesman for the beef industry was saying that to a large degree, uh, so much of their industry depends on Mexico because they were one of their leading uh, deporters, if you will, where a lot of the beef was going going to Mexico, so they were consumers and buyers. And that's something we don't necessarily think about. So I think when we talk about relations with Mexico, Professor, we're talking about possibly losing money for some American businesses, right? Absolutely. I mean, Mexico consumes a large share of our goods and services. So we produce cars, we produce refrigerators, we produce telephones, we produce all types of things. And Mexico consumes you know, a, a nice share of those products. And so companies in the United States, companies in Georgia, companies in Texas, companies in Illinois, they're producing goods and services. They're exporting those goods and services to Mexico. Mexico is importing those goods from the United States. And that's money. And the truth is that for a company in Georgia or Illinois, like it only sees the money, the green is valuable. And so the fact that it's coming from Mexico, that's just one more of its customers. And so for the administration to, you know, want to engage in actions that are going to make one of our trading partners more anxious, more unhappy about our relationship, has the potential to decrease the amount of trade and essentially the amount of commerce that's going back and forth between these companies and consumers. So NAFTA has been around for a little while. The concept, of course, created under George H. Bush of now. It it was under President Obama. President Trump is saying he wants to revamp it. He doesn't like it. The way you described it, it sounds like a win-win for so many people involved. What exactly does President Trump not like about it, and what's the possibility that it will fall apart? Well, I don't – I think it's really difficult to put your finger – at any one moment on exactly what President Trump does or doesn't like about something. And so I think that if you try to read into too much of what he's saying, you can, your head can spin very quickly, right? That's, that's not to say that he doesn't, there aren't things about it that he doesn't like. What I'm suggesting is that I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what he always, what he's always thinking or saying. And, and so, um, you know, I mean, I apologize because I would, I would like it to be a little bit more clear from the administration in terms of, well, 
we don't like the current agreement with NAFTA puts too much. Uh, there's, it, it costs the United States too much to import or export or what have you. Well, that's just not the case. I mean, the, uh, the agreement with NAFTA is that it's a free trade agreement. And so what doesn't, what doesn't he like? I mean, the agreement was, you know, was constructed under a Republican, uh, you know, Republican president, right? It was just signed into law by Bill Clinton. But it's, it's still, it's a, it's a really solid agreement. I mean, it establishes a reduction in tariffs and quotas. It reduces the transaction costs. That are uh, that you that are engaged when you buy and sell goods and services from another country. If he wants to renegotiate it to what make make the deal a better deal for the United States, um, I think he's have to get together with people who are really familiar with the deal and familiar with other international trade deals and find out okay how can you make it better. I, I'm just not clear that there are a lot of avenues to make this thing much more beneficial to the United States. I'm sure that there are tweaks, but it doesn't make sense to tear down the entire deal. But I'm, I'm sure that there are tweaks that you can engage in that make the deal slightly better for the United States. You know, speaking of avenues and efforts, of course, as I mentioned at the top of the segment, 79-year-old billionaire investor Wilbur Ross has been very successful in business. He uh, ideally will be leading these efforts to revamp, which administration has vowed to do. Do you see him for the man for the job with the experience? Yeah, I think that he really understands that, that, that companies have a goal of profit maximizing. Companies want to sell their product. And they want to sell the product to whoever will buy the product. And the North American Free Trade Agreement is essentially an agreement to open up different markets to our producers. And so I know at various times people have thought about NAFTA as being um, a window for other, for like our companies to like move to Mexico and move yeah. jobs. Assumption, and, that's, yeah. and that's one of the things that makes people very, very anxious. Um, I would say that I would say that in in any situation that is unlikely to deter a company and just say, well, I just don't want you to move. Companies are going to okay. move when it's beneficial for them to move. And so I think Wilbur Ross is, is understands what companies need and is in a great position to make good policy. I want to stray a little from NAFTA and talk about what you just touched on, talking about companies moving. As you know, that is a hot button for many Americans. In fact, it's one of the uh, stances that President Trump talked about a lot during his campaign. When companies do move, or plants, and there are a lot of plants throughout Georgia. This show is national. There are a lot of plants in Illinois as well that's out there. And then we're starting to see more and more close down. As a professor, as an expert, sir, explain the different reasoning why companies may move. Because obviously as a consumer, obviously as an employee through the United States. We don't like to see it, but right now, if you will, I don't want to say justify the company's stance, but talk about some of the pros for the company overall. Yeah, I mean, companies are, are in business to make money, and companies are in business to produce the products that, you know, in a way that is less expensive for them and enables them to make the most profits. I mean, it's, that's, you know, sort of basic capitalism, and it's a, it's a system that has served the United States like pretty well. Okay. Um, so if a company is thinking like a, like a carrier or a Ford is thinking, okay, um, we're going to move part of our facility or our entire facility to Mexico or some other place. The reason they're doing that is because it's cheaper for them to produce a product or a component 
in some other country. Um, and as a result, if you turn around and say, okay, we, you're, we're not going to allow you to do that. Like, you absolutely cannot move to Mexico. Okay. The company then has to turn around and say, okay, well, then what? You're going to pay my bills? You're, you're going to – I'm losing money here, so what? You're just going to just give me some money so that I can produce my product here? That would be great. But that's – people don't like that either because they say, okay, well, the government's going to bail out these companies. Correct. We don't like that. I mean, so it's, and I think it we is, saw that situation in Indiana, right, right before the election with the plant that said they were going to leave, but then there was a deal made with now Vice President Pence, who was the governor that sort of worked something out with some government assistance. Am I right about that? Yeah, sure. And this, and this happens – I mean, it happens all the time. And so if you have a company that – I mean, for most states, if states are trying to attract a company to their – uh, to their state, yeah. then they'll offer them tax breaks or assistance, different kinds of zoning, maybe some breaks on some utilities or things of that nature. And that's a very, very common practice. And, it's, and that brings jobs to states. And so, so, you know, when a company is looking, they're saying, look, where, where can I get the best deal? Where can I set up a shop that is going to cost me the least amount of money to operate because I need to make profits? And so, if, uh, you know, the carrier company in Indiana is thinking, look, we've got to make this component. We can make this component here or we can make this component cheap, cheaper in Mexico. And it's going to cost us 30% less or 50% less in Mexico. That's in their best business interest to move. What's terrible is that you've just destroyed, you know, uh, the, the, the jobs of 800 people. Correct. You know, you're just taking them away. And now that can have, you know, very, very Im- impactful, negatively impactful um, situations on their lives and their, and their livelihoods and their families and stability causes lots of stress. I mean, it's all bad, right? And so when a company gets up and moves and you have 800 people who've now just lost their jobs, that's no good for a community. That's not good for these people. Yeah. And so they want answers. They want to say, why are you moving? Like, why are you taking my jobs away? And then they want to point fingers. It's Mexico's fault. Okay, it's not exactly Mexico's fault. It's carrier has decided or another company has decided it's cheaper for them to produce somewhere else. And Mexico or China or somewhere else happens to be where it's cheaper to produce. It's not exactly Mexico's fault. I mean, not exactly China's fault. It's just the the way that, you know, labor is priced or the way that capital is priced in those countries. And speaking of labor, the way labor is priced before you leave us, I think that's what hits the buttons of a lot of Americans, Professor Smith, and all fairness, saying, sure. well, I guess the real issue is that you're paying us decent wages or salaries with benefits. And you know the perception, true or not, is when they move to other countries, and in particular third world countries that are out there, that they don't necessarily have to pay what the worker is worth. And that's something I believe that companies have to struggle with because that image has really uh, tainted a lot of organizations, would you say? Absolutely. And it's and this is a this is a legitimate issue. And it's and so one of the things that that, that I think is important to understand is that you know the, most of the arguments that I put forward about international trade, about companies moving locations and whatever else, it has to do with sort of the pure numbers of the situation, right? I've got to make some profit and this is the cheapest place for me to produce. That doesn't mean that the result is a really desired result in terms of communities, in terms of equity, in terms of, you know, like fairness and saying, like, this is going to help the United States. It's going to help a company. And company is part of our GDP. And so we'd hope 
that it helps some part of the country in some way, in some part. But it's awfully difficult to put your finger on that when you just eliminated 800 jobs. And as you just mentioned, the people who've lost those jobs say, look, I was, you know, you're paying me $20 an hour. You're paying me $25 an hour and I'm worth it. And now that job, you're going to pay somebody that to do that job $5 a day. Like that's it's really despicable kind of behavior. And from the person who's just lost their job, that is an absolutely appropriate reaction. And it's, and I think it's also an appropriate reaction for us to say, okay, at what point are we comfortable with, you know, with, with, people making those decisions about, you know, people's livelihood, except for Carrier gave them the job in the first place, right? Uh, yes. So if, if Carrier didn't give them the job in the first place, they wouldn't have had a job. And now Carrier says, I'm sorry, we're going to move this production facility somewhere else. Now you've lost it. That's just all part of the economic cycle that, you know, the companies have to go through. And it's, it, it, it can definitely leave a lot of people very um, – anxious and like wringing their hands about, you know, when am I going to get my shot? Things of that nature. But it's, uh, you know, that all these, all these, all these points are very, very complex. There's no black and white here. No, it's not. And Professor Smith, you make a very strong argument why we need to be up to date and informed of economics, not just on international level, but also local and paying special attention to NAFTA. We will wait to see what this new Secretary of Commerce and our president will do with it and all. We're going to have to have you back on to continue the conversation. Thank you for putting the spotlight on a very important business concept that's impacting all of us. Sure. My pleasure. Thank you very much. This is award-winning medical correspondent, Dr. Bob Ardott, and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in for this special Sunday broadcast of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton Radio Show. A special acknowledgement to our featured guest, Dr. Tom Smith of Emory School of Business. Excellent conversation. We will continue throughout the year to put the spotlight on business, finance, and trade. Stay with us. Well, we'll be back on in literally days, Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will be a new topic covered with a new featured guest. So stay with us. For any additional information on the show, please visit our newly designed website at www.ltaradio.com. Remember, when you're out there on your favorite social media outlet, perhaps it's Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Google+, you name it, we're on it. Simply use the hashtag LTA Radio, and we will find you, and we certainly do follow back. Well, everyone, stay informed and have one phenomenal week. March is here, and spring is knocking. Stay with us. You're listening to Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton Radio Show. We offer news, talk, and music, and the phenomenal music of El Hustle will close us out. Now, this Atlanta-based musician certainly believes in a positive message, and this song is I Made It. Check it out and stay with us. Have a great week. Focused on the bigger pictures, dreams, confidence. Just do with me, man. Let's go. It's hustle. 
I put my head to the sky cause I'm chilling I'm focused on my rhymes and skills cause I'm winning Ain't nobody give me nothing, man I had to take it I stepped out on faith and homie I made it On my Maroon 5, I'm so faded Them haters jawjacking cause they hate it I told myself I'd never live this way again I'm playing my position so I can always win Every day I gotta live in paradise I'm screaming when mine cause that's the way of life I thank God for blessing me with the whole armor Matter of fact, I'm thanking God for my mama Cause she raised me right so I can take a chance Now I'm living my dreams, plus I'm a better man I'm a CEO and a family man I thank God for my life, I know we had a plan You should call me Mr. LeBron James The way you cross over it, lay fate in the game I made it, I made it, I made it, I made it hey. A lot of people envy my success So bad about the great Lord knows that I'm If I don't work, then I don't eat I understand this game, it got principles So understand my dreams, they ain't invisible I could have stayed in the streets, I had a lot of plugs But I wanted to change, I was never a thug I refused to sell my soul just to get some cars And catch a felony case living behind bars I got dreams and goals and aspirations So do me a favor and keep hating Cause I'm on top and I will never stop I look forward to being rich and I put the clock Traveling around the world while I'm doing tours Got brothers in Doing all my tour, chilling with my family in paradise, sitting by the water, praising God for life. God for you life. should call me Mr. LeBron James. The way you cross over it, lane, fade in the game. I made it, I made it, I made it, I made it. Hey, a lot of people envy my success. So bad about the great Lord knows that I'm blessed. I made it, I made it, I made it, I made it. Some people caught up on the yesteryears Scared to look in the mirror and conquer all their fears Cause they walking with sight, I know they colorblind I stood out in the crowds and never walked in line I got my suit on, your boy here is brave I'm so focused with it, I ain't nobody's slave I learned the business first before I stepped in Detroit, Michigan, homie, just what I'm rapping I had a lot of homies, but I left them alone They were stuck in the box, so to each his own Can't be scared of success in my establishment Or why I deal with the foolery, I ain't having it I started from the bottom, I Call at the ground and take it straight to the top with this one my sound. You should call this a celebration. My haters are motivators. Congratulations. You should call me Mr. LeBron James. The way you cross over it, lane fading the game. I made it. I made it. I made it. I made it. Hey, a lot of people envy my success. So bad about the break.